0: Welcome to the Move Forward podcast with Dr. Kim Moss. We're absolutely passionate and committed to equipping believers to move forward in their life with Jesus, their careers, and their family. Each episode is designed specifically with you in mind to help you overcome the obstacles you're facing and truly move forward. We know you'll love this episode. Here's your host, Kim Moss. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Move Forward podcast. I'm Dr. Kim Moss. Hey, we're going to take a break from the Fulfilling the Call series today to address, uh, how to move forward in a time of crisis. And we're going to talk about the dreaded coronavirus. I know that right now, uh, everyone is talking about it. It's changing daily. By the time that you get this podcast, maybe it'll be over. How, how would that be? That'd be awesome. But it is really serious about what's going on. And we as believers, uh, need to understand uh, how to how to walk in a time like this, and how to not give in to fear, panic, and anxiety, which is what I see everywhere. I think I mentioned on a live broadcast in um, on Facebook that I'd, my husband and I had gone grocery shopping and we were at Costco, and the line was throughout the warehouse and almost out the door uh, for toilet paper and water. I had been following all these things because most of you already know from my um, earlier uh, podcast episode that uh, I was once an RN. I was a registered nurse and I served uh, in hospitals and in the medical field for nearly 22 years. And so I am always interested in the medical stuff going on. Uh, So I'm not just a minister. I also have a health professional background. So I have been watching all of this go on And on and on and on. Anyway, this whole thing uh, is changing moment by moment. And now there are travel bans and everything is shutting down. And I think that we are probably some of us are getting tired of hearing of it. I've received a million emails on every site. And I'm hearing from all kinds of spiritual people who are doing live Facebooks and sending emails and writing new things. And all of it's, some of it is really good. Some of it is a little bit crazy. Um, And then of course, we have all the politics fighting and everything going around. And so what are we supposed to do about all that? Well, I want to talk to you about that a little bit today. And uh, I hope that I can bring you a little bit of wisdom and a little bit of um, peace and a whole lot of understanding and maybe even some revelation. Let's hope for that, shall we? So let's just begin. Let's just open up with a little bit of prayer. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we know that you are in everything. You are not You are not sitting far away from this uh, coronavirus issue or any issue in our lives and uninterested. You are not standing in heaven watching and wringing your hands, wondering, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I don't know. This just caught me by surprise. That's not you. God, that's not our God. You are involved in every little thing that happens. You have a solution for every problem. You have wisdom to give us if we would only just ask. And so we're asking today, God. We're inviting you, Holy Spirit, into this moment and into this time, into this podcast, into the world, into our lives, into every uh, understanding and uh, thought that we have right now. In Jesus' name, we are taking every thought captive in the name of Jesus Christ and making it obedient to Jesus and to his wisdom and understanding, and to the Holy Spirit's leading in Jesus' name. And we ask, Lord God, that you show us how to move forward, even in a time of crisis. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. First of all, I want you to know that um, the Lord has been speaking about some of this coming for a while. We don't always know exactly uh, what the prophetic words, how they're going to play out, you know, when you get a prophetic word. Did you know that? Like sometimes it comes in symbolism. Sometimes it comes in actual words and it seems so very clear. And then all of a sudden it starts happening and you forget that God already spoke to us about it. And so, uh, God has already been speaking to us about it. And if you have been following this podcast, then, um, you have already heard just a few weeks ago, the word of the Lord that God had gave me between, um, I think it was about July of last year and forward, but I wasn't allowed really from the Lord to release it until January, which was when I first began speaking about it. And I think on this podcast, I spoke about it not as as in as much detail as I have been speaking about it when I'm going to prophetic conferences and things. Um, but I did speak about it in some detail here. And so you probably already have heard from me a few things. First of all, God moves in times and seasons, and God is the one who designs the times and seasons. And for every time and season, there is a right action for the people of God to be able to join God where he's working. And so some of the uh, biblical precedents for this is in Ecclesiastes chapter three, where where the Kohelet or the preacher, who is actually Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, right? He says um, that there's a time for everything. There's a time to cry and there's a time to rejoice and there's a time for war and there's a time for peace. There's a time to pick up stones and there's a time to throw away stones. And so we are in uh, a time and a season that God has That God has ordained, and there will be a right action for the right time and season, which is the point of Ecclesiastes 3. In Daniel 2 verses 21, he is talking about how God sets up kings and removes kings. He gives wisdom to the wise, those of understanding. He's the one that reveals the deep and hidden things. And he knows what's in the darkness because light dwells with him. So what is Daniel actually trying to tell us? He's trying to tell us that God is always working. He's always moving in specific ways in specific times and seasons And if we ask him and go to him, he will give us light for every dark thing. You see, Jeremiah in Jeremiah eight, he talks about even the stork in heaven knows the appointed time. So he's talking about how, uh, Every created thing knows it's appointed time and season, but people who've been given free will, they don't always know the judgment of the Lord. And so sometimes they say peace, peace, when there actually is no peace because they haven't really checked in with God and gotten his word. And so what is actually the um, point of that? The point of that is that all of creation pays attention to their appointment with God because God points times and seasons for every purpose under the sun. And, uh, everyone except men who live according to their own free will oftentimes do not respond to the word of the Lord because they're not actually listening. And when they're not listening, we actually, did you know that when we're not listening, we actually suspend our humanity, how could that possibly be? Well, that's because, see, we are made in the image of God. So to be human is to be made in the image of God. With the image of God comes the ability to respond or the responsibility to hear the word of the Lord and to respond. And in our free will, we get to respond in positive and negative ways. We need, get to respond with obedience or disobedience, you see. And so... Jesus said, my sheep, hear my voice. And when we hear his voice, we can either yield to the Holy Spirit and always obey his word or not. But the times and the seasons, they're divinely appointed. And the times and seasons are actually a test of our true identity. How are we going to walk in our true identity if we're not listening to the voice of the Lord when listening and hearing the voice of the Lord is part of the image that we are created in that makes us fully human? We can't be fully human. We can't really be even be humanitarian if we're not walking in our true identity, which is in the image of God, which means that we hear the voice of God and we obey it if we are his people. So how are we going to step into this time with a different perspective? How are we going to look at what's going on right now, being shrewd, and assess the situation from a divine perspective, seeing the big picture, and step into it as though there is an opportunity, because I believe there is, to do something new and different? You know, many prophets in this time have called for a reset I don't think anyone understood at the moment that a pestilence, an illness, a virus was going to uh, wreak havoc uh, globally throughout the nations and cause us to come into a time when we have to do everything differently, sort of stop, start all over again, and walk in in a new way for a period of time. And so there's there's many ways we can look at this. If we get too close to the forest to see the trees, then what we're doing is we're staring at the disadvantages and the interruption and the inconvenience of this time. I mean, after all, schools have shut down and so children are home unexpectedly. Workplaces have shut down. Some people actually um, will have their pay suspended. Flights are shut down. And so travel is suddenly suspended. Cruises are shut down. I have a daughter actually who her and her uh, husband and children were about to go on their very first cruise, uh, and together and, and they were so excited and the cruise has been canceled now. There are travel bans and there are government shutdowns, there's sports event shutdowns, and there are Broadway shutdowns, and there's all kinds of shutdowns, and it seems like all of a sudden we are at home. What if this time was a gift? What if we looked at this time not as an inconvenience or an interruption in our lifestyle? Something to be afraid of and depressed about. But what if we looked at this as a time to reevaluate what we're doing? Look at our priorities. Look at our families. Sit at the table at dinner and have a nice, long, leisurely conversation over over dinner instead of in front of the television. What if we use that time that we usually on Saturdays and Sundays are running from game to game and sports event? even for the kids, and we use that time instead to play games, have an important conversation, take a walk outside, talk about things that are really important. What if we use this time to reconnect in community with our families, with our spouse, with our God? You know, it really could be that this time is a gift to be treasured, and not to be feared. This really could be a time when God is allowing us to reset and to rethink and to recalibrate, to realign ourselves with the things that really are most important. Part of being God's people, part of having the identity of being God's people is being part of a prophetic community. You know this too if you've been listening to my podcast. I wrote a whole book on it. And being part of the prophetic community means that we hear God's voice and we obey it. That means that we can hear God tell us about the times and the seasons. We can discern what God is doing in those times and seasons because we hear His voice and we understand Him. We know His word and we can then walk it out and join Him where He's working. (laughs) <laughs> so it means a whole lot more than that of course but that is a really quick way of understanding and sort of beginning to think about what about this time and season what about what about this time and season when we are experiencing this pandemic this epidemic of the coronavirus which is covid-19 which is really another new flu that has come upon the scene in the world well it's very interesting because we need to know the time and season, that's how I started. And so God has been speaking to the prophets and we've been talking about the word of the Lord and what's part of the word of the Lord for this time and season right? Well, part of the word of the Lord was that we have to begin to make sure as people of God, that we see the big picture, because if we are not looking at the bigger picture, then we get caught up in the distractions that the enemy brings. We come become so focused on the trees, we can't see the forest, which means we come become so focused on, on details or an issue that we can't we can't see what God is doing in the bigger picture. And then what happens? We become distracted. We become afraid. We give in to a difficult time. Um, and we just get buried in that. You know, listen, when the time gets tough, and it always does, <laughs> this is part of the human experience, right? When times get tough, no, it's not just the tough that get going. It's the people of God who get quiet and listen for the word of the Lord. So we know his direction. We hear what he is doing. We understand the time and the season so that we can rise up as the people of God. Listen, as the people of God, we already know that death has lost its sting. We already know that that living goes on even after dying. We're not afraid of death. And so we have nothing to fear. And so we can rise up and we can be a solution to the problem. The temptation to quit is always going to come. The temptation to fear is always going to come. There's always going to be another situation, a new crisis, a new thing, but God has not given us a spirit of fear. Isn't that right? Doesn't the Bible say in 2 Timothy one, seven, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. And so what does that really mean? <laughs> well, see, we're made in the image of God. We have the ability to hear God's voice. We have been given a spirit, the Holy Spirit of power. Listen, that power is not just striving like personal, physical strength. This is supernatural power from God. Mark 16, 15 to 18 says that these signs will follow those who believe. They will cast out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is miracle working power. But it's more than just that kind of power. It's also authority. What kind of authority have we been given? We have been given power and authority over scorpions and serpents and snakes and illness and disease. And we have been given the favor of God. All of these things come because we have been made in the image of God and part of our identity as the people of God is to not only know the times and seasons, but to hear the word of the word of the Lord. And then we've been given the power, the grace, the authority, the mercy to walk in those seasons with the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit and the miracle working power, the gifts of the Spirit to bring solutions and to be an answer to these problems. So we've been given power. We've also been given love. Listen, this is not a time for division. Isn't it interesting? Think about the big picture. So we're supposed to look at everything from the big picture. What's been going on in our world right now? oh, so much division, so much division, right? Political division and all kinds of vying for power between the nations. Um, the things that are said about China, the things we're saying about Russia, the things we've said about the Middle East, the things we say about countries all over the world, you know, and that America first. And listen, I, I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't guard and protect our citizenry. Okay. So let's not even get into the politics of all of that. And please don't misunderstand what I'm trying to say. But what I am trying to say is that there's been so much judgment and accusation and suspicion and almost paranoia coming out because of all the various political views. And then there's the left versus the right, even in our own country and all the division. This is not love. God said that they will know that we are Christians by our love and so right now we as the people of god have this unprecedented opportunity to see that this thing has come into the world and we as christians can rise up in power and love and a sound mind what's a sound mind well i'm glad you asked (laughs) A sound mind means means a power, love, and a sound mind means that we've been given courage, boldness, and confidence, along with His miracle-working power. We've been given His love, not only for God but love for others, so that we can be overwhelmed and our hearts can break with compassion and mercy. For what other people are going through, no matter what ethnicity, no matter what age group, no matter what church they go to, no matter if they're believers or non-believers, it doesn't matter. Let's remove all the separations. And let's just say every human being that has been creating God's image, God loves, and we have answers and solutions, and we have power and love to uh, bring to them as we bring the kingdom to them. So sound mind, Listen, it's just as supernatural as everything else. We have soundness of mind. Some people, some people, you know, they interpret this as self-control, but I don't think it's self-control. I think it's discipline that comes from the Holy Spirit. And I think that it is, it means that we stay within, within the thinking and the understanding that is given to us by heaven. I think that it was the mind of Christ that we have been given. You see? We have this fruit of the spirit that does include self-control, but it means that we are coming under and being aligned with the Holy Spirit in our minds and in our thinking. And we have been given the power to think soundly, to have soundness of mind means that we have wisdom and sound judgment in the face of every fearful or difficult or crisis situation. It means that we can think in a way that is without damage or decay. It is whole. We have wholeness of thought and understanding that comes from a perspective from heaven, how God sees things, the big picture. How's God see this? What is he doing? What's the time and season? What's the the solution that he wants to bring? This is the kind of soundness of mind that he's given us. We have been given by supernatural uh, impartation because the Holy Spirit is in us that we have the capacity to assess every situation and circumstance shrewdly. What does that mean? That means with revelatory insight and foresight. Yes, it is a form of prophecy to, in order to draw, to draw sound conclusions, whole conclusions, uh, conclusions that are without the corruptness that comes from freaking out that comes from being fearful, from being anxiety, ridden uh, panic. You know, some of the things that are happening right now, um, people are panicking They're so afraid that they're going to get, they're going to get this, you know, that then I go to, I go to Costco, like I started saying, and the line is out the door and the water and the toilet paper are being rationed because people are, are panicking about getting the virus and then dying. But when you look into the statistics, you see that more people die from the flu every year and even if it was an epidemic of plague proportions listen we're the people of god we have promises and we have passages of scripture and we have the holy spirit and we have the angelic host we have help on every side where does our help come from psalm 121 says where does our help come from it comes from the lord and there are solutions and we, we have prayer and we have the name of Jesus and we have all of this thing on our side. We don't need to panic or be afraid. But I want you to understand something. When we begin to look at the picture, we can see that God is presenting us an opportunity and it's an opportunity for revival. People stop uh, relying on, right now what's happening is that people are demanding that their government stop a virus. That's impossible. That cannot happen. But God can stop a virus. For so long, the world has thought that the church was just irrelevant. Now we, we have become irrelevant in so many ways and people have left the church, but see, because, you know, we have enough money to buy our way out of everything. And, and we have, you know, all all kinds of other, uh, man-made, uh, tools in our hands. But when things like a virus comes and it wipes out an economy and it, and it starts a worldwide panic, people start opening their heart to something new. And what if the church rose up and said, I I know, I know what you need what you need is the Lord. What you need is power, love, and a sound mind. What you need is divine protection. What you need is healing. And Jesus heals today. What you need is a word of understanding. Yesterday, I woke up. Here's your word of understanding. Yesterday, I woke up and the Lord said to me, and this is true. I'm, I'm not just giving you an example. This really happened yesterday. I got, when I got in the shower, I heard, I saw a picture of a lion and the Lord said, the enemy came into March roaring like a lion, but my people, are going to go out out of March roaring like the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah. What that meant, what that means is that he's going to turn this around because we have a power and an understanding and we have a God on our side that is bigger than the COVID-19. It's bigger than an economy. It's bigger than war. It is greater than everything. We are the ones that have, we can bring a solution in this moment if we will not give in to fear. We were not made to be afraid. The other thing I want to remind you of is that the Lord also has been saying, and there are other prophecies from other prophets. I have read some of them, but the Lord, what the Lord said to me that it's going to, we're going to find our solutions and we're going to find our direction in times of crisis in this next decade, in this still small voice, that it's time for us to get back to the first things like hearing God and getting, getting away from the noise, the clamorous the noise, getting away from the noise into the silence and into some solitude so that we can hear the still small voice of God. It's time to get very quiet and listen. I just released this to you a few weeks ago, but God has been speaking this to me since, uh, last late last year. And, and what he gave me was first Kings 19, 11 and 12. And he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and there was a great and strong wind toward the mountain and broken pieces, the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in an earthquake and after the earthquake, fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, fire. How about after the coronavirus, the sound of a low whisper? And the Lord told me that there were going to be virulent confrontations with Jezebel and dark powers and the nations and the government. There would be conflicts and commotions and scandals and divisions and opposition and uncoveries. There would be shakings and storms and disasters of many kind. And those, disa- those things would clamor for their voice to be heard. But the Lord's voice would not be in them, but his voice would be found in the still, quiet, secret place. And it would be of utmost importance in this season for especially the prophets, but all God's people to be able to hear a still small voice in the rise uh, in the, in the midst of crisis and the rising commotions. And that when you see the commotions, it would be time for us to quiet ourselves, wait and listen for the whisper of the Lord to be still and know that he alone is God. And that he would give us the leading and instruction to leap forward in the midst of all of that noise and clamor and commotion and crisis. Now is that time it's not time to be afraid. So right now in the name of Jesus, I take authority of any spirit of fear that has tried to come over you in Jesus name. And I cancel that assignment and I silence its voice. I silence the voice of the enemy over your life right now in Jesus name. And I release over you the still small voice of the Lord. Right now, Lord Jesus, we just stand in agreement with one another, Lord God, and we ask that you would bring healing to those who are sick. We ask that you would turn the tide of the coronavirus throughout the nations and globally in Jesus' name, and Father, that you would you would use what the enemy has meant for evil, that you would turn it around to good in Jesus' name. We declare and decree right now, Lord God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper, Lord Jesus, and that Psalm 91 is in effect over our lives, Lord God, that we are, we are hidden in the secret place of the most high underneath your wings and you are great and able to protect us lord god and you will and calamity lord god and plague will not come near our house right now in jesus name we re- just, we just receive and accept the the sh- the work and the power of the shed blood of jesus christ and the power of the name of jesus lord god over ourselves and over our households over our nation over the nations in jesus name for all those families god who have lost loved ones lord God, God, because of this crisis, Father, we ask that you would be near to those who are grieving and who are suffering. In Jesus' name, Lord God, that you would that you would comfort them. Send your Holy Spirit if they do not know you, Lord God, that you would come into their lives in a way that they can understand that you are real and they can receive your comfort in a fresh and new way. In Jesus' name, would you raise up the church in this hour, Lord God? Would you send your solutions, Lord God, and your and your to the medical community, Lord God? Would you send your solutions, God, to the prophets? Would you send your solutions to the church leaders? Would you send your solutions, Lord God, to believers all over the globe, Lord Jesus? And would they rise up, Lord Jesus, as one army, Lord God, to heal the sick, Lord God, to bring wisdom and prophetic insight, Lord God, that would bring uh, lasting solutions to this plague in Jesus' name. And Father God, we ask that you would release a heavenly host, Lord God, to push back the, the forces of darkness in this time, Lord God, and Father, make way for revival. We thank you for all that you're doing, God. Father, right now, would you put your hand on your head? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just bind our minds to the mind of Christ right now. In Jesus' name, we take every thought captive. We ask, Lord God, that you would, would you would enable us, Lord God, to think your thoughts, to see, Lord God, you uh, things from your perspective. God, open our ears to hear a word behind us saying, "This is the way. Walk in it, God." And then give us the power and the grace, Lord God, to obey your voice in Jesus' name. Father, give us the big picture. Now, Lord God, let us understand your time and your season, God, that even though there's crisis on the earth, Lord God, it's not a time to panic and it's not a time to walk in crisis. It's a time to trust you even more. And Father, where those have become afraid and come under that spirit, Lord God, we ask that you bring them out, Lord God. And Lord God, right now in Jesus' name, that they would begin, Lord Jesus, to have a peace wash over them. I speak peace to the storm over your lives. We speak peace to the storm in the nations right now in Jesus name. And we invite your Holy Spirit, God, and we invite your presence in a new and fresh way in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you all. And we will talk again soon. I'll see you on the next episode of Move Forward. Thanks for listening to the Move Forward podcast. We'd love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and rate this podcast, then share it with a friend. Subscribing gets you every new episode automatically downloaded to your device. For more information and resources from Kim, visit our website at kimmoss.com.